Good morning. Yay. Isn't it a good day today? The sun decided to be spring and we started having some nice days. I love that. Well, yay. Well, let's just, I'm just going to pray. God, let you just join me in prayer. God, I just thank you for your word coming forth this morning, God. And I just, just call out like those who have ears to hear. Let us hear what you're saying to us this morning, God. I just thank you that we, we openly receive the word that you're having for us, the challenge that you're giving to us, God, and the testimony of what you're doing, Father. So, Holy Spirit, I just thank you just for resting and, and being in, uh, in the midst of us today, God. And uh, we just love you. We just love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Well, um, I tell you what. You know, for the last couple years, the Lord has really been cultivating in my heart the importance of love and the importance of what it means to love one another and to be rooted in his love. And, um, and that that's just not a theory. It's, it's like a, it really looks like something, right? Just what, it looks, what that looks like to, to uh, love one another. It's really been um, challenging me a lot of areas. Not now. That doesn't mean everyone's perfect in that. We're perfect in it because we're not. But that's where his challenge has, has really been. Um, and uh, it's so funny because um, the last few months he's kind of shifted my focus. Not so much just on, like, loving one another and... and um, but also what that means to love him. And so let's tur- turn real quick to Mark 12. And I, I think I have this later, but we can put it up there. Mark 12. And, uh, yeah, and we're going to start with verse 28 up there. And so, and one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he answered them well, asked them, which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, the most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is like this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandment than these. Now leave that up just for a second. So I, I, I love loving your neighbor as yourself. Like I, that's, that was so important. So important to learn how to love ourselves because out of, out of how we feel, how we treat ourselves, we're going to treat our neighbors, right? We're going to treat one another. And um, if we can't stand the sight of us, most likely we're going to have a hard time with other people. And so just a lot of things in there I feel like the Lord's really highlighted. But, you know, as I was reading that, um, here recently, I think I even heard someone was saying something. And I was like, okay, but that's the second one. What's the, what's the first one? And it was like, oh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And I was thinking, of, thinking back on the things that, that he's been taking me through uh, the last several months. And, and, uh, and he's like, you know, I really want this area of, of your mind. How do we love God with our mind? Because loving God with our heart, you know, I love you. I love you with all my heart. You know, I love God. What does that mean? Like, it's so abstract, right? I remember one time I was in this conference. Well, it was a little uh, a music thing when uh, Trey was a, a senior in high school and he, were, he was trying to decide where to go. And, uh, we took him to this um, this college, and it was a Christian college, and. And we're in this, pro, it's a Christmas program. Well, anyways, there's a mom and son behind us, okay, and, which is fine. A Trey was, who know he was with friends, like he was gone. Like, I was like, go explore, have fun, you know, with his friends. So he was exploring. And this lady and son was behind, and, and they were talking, and she goes, well, what are you, how are you feeling about this school? He's like, mom, I don't know. And he's like, no, like, really, like, what is in your heart of hearts? What is your heart of hearts saying? He's like, leave me alone, Mom. Well, what is your heart? And I'm just like, oh, leave the boy alone. Like, seriously. It was like, <laughs> I felt bad. I'm like, your heart, like, okay, anyways. But, you know, we, we get this thing of heart, like, we, we get it. Oh, the heart, the feelings, the, oh, I give my heart to you, Jesus. Like, 
you know, there is, we have a feeling of that, you know, give your heart to God and, and your soul and, and do it with everything you have. So we have this idea of what that means, but sometimes I think it's so abstract. It's so out there. Well, just love God with everything. Well, what does that mean? Just everything. Just give him, surrender everything and just get, what, okay, what does that look like? And so I want to just talk a little bit more, I want to speak a little bit this morning about what it looks like to love God with your mind. Because we, I think we kind of got the heart and stuff down, you know, but to love God with your mind. And that's what it says. How are we loving God with our minds? So let's first, we're going to go through a couple of little scriptures here. And let's go to Philippians 4.8. I don't know why I'm stumbling over my words, but y'all love me still, right? All right. So finally, brethren. Okay, we're going to do something different, though, okay? Because you know me, I'm different. I mean, that's not bad. It's good. It's good, right? Okay. So what I'm going to have, we're all going to do is we're going to read this together because it's not going to be, it's not going to be me up here going wah, 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 and you're falling asleep. So I'm going to include you this morning. Yay! Isn't that awesome? Okay. Thank you. Yay. And so when we read it though, I want you to have some emotion. Okay. Because you know, God is not a monotone God, is he? Okay. He, he actually does have emotions. So we're going to read this together and have some emotion, emphasize some things. Okay, do we got this? Okay, okay, here we go. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, Think about these things. Woo! Good job. Good job. So right there, it tells us how to love God right there with your mind. Right? Right there, we think, oh, this is what we need to think about. Well, this is how we love God. This is one of the ways we get to love God. What do we think about? What's true, honorable, what's just, pure, lovely, commendable, Anything that's excellence, anything worthy of praise, think about these things. That's a list, isn't it? That is, that is a list. So even if you need to memorize that verse <laughs> so you know what to, to do, that's a great way. That's a great one. Next one, we're going to go to 2 Corinthians 10.5. And we're going to do the exact same thing, Okay. All right, because I don't want anyone falling asleep on my watch. Okay, here we go. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Yes. Let's do that again. One more time. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Yes. Sometimes we just have to do that. You know, our mind runs away. And so when we take those, those thoughts captive that we have, which means we stop them, and we're going to put something else in there. We say, no, I choose not to think of this. I'm going to think of something else. <clears throat> really quick testimony. <clears throat> I used to have a huge problem. <coughs> sorry, with just daydreaming. Okay, now these weren't like regular daydreams, okay? They weren't like, when I grow up, well, sometimes I still do that when I grow up, but, you know, you think of, you know, the house you want or the man you're going to marry, which I got the man I'm going to marry. And, um, you know, you think of all these things. But, no, the kind of things, daydreams I was having were worst-case scenario dreams, Daydreams. Everyone ever been there? Okay. (laughs) So I remember specifically, and the Lord really nailed me on this, so I've been doing a much better job as I have gotten older. But I had this one, um, we're we're youth pastors at the time, and we're driving back from a conference, who knows, a youth thing. And uh, I was on the road, and all of a sudden I thought, 
what if I would, what if we were in a really bad accident right now? And what if CJ died and was, was killed? And, and what if I was the only parent and all this, I started playing out this tragedy in my mind and this trauma. What would I do in this? And, you know, I started crying. I started crying. And I was like, and the Lord just took a hold of me and said, Lisa, you are believing lies. That did not happen. And he said, you need to take thoughts captive. And it, it put me in a place like, whoa, that, that produced emotion. Like, what? Thankfully, he's still here. You all see that. But fear could just come in and grip you and control your thoughts and take them in ways that God is not even wanting you to do. And they end up just being total lies. And so taking those thoughts captive, so key. All right. And then we're going to go to. Romans 12.2. We got, are we ready? Okay, there we go. All right. Got it. Okay. This is the New Living Translation. And I really like the way that this read. Um, and so I felt like it gave a much clearer meaning of what the verse means. Okay. So let's read this. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. Love that. Let's do it one more time. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. I love that. I love that verse. And the, the, what you originally are used to hearing is don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, um, this just says it in a different way. So, for those of you who are like, what, which one is that? Because sometimes translations can mess you up. So, but knowing what God's will, it's good, it's pleasing, and it's perfect. But what needs to happen first? We need to let God transform you by the way we what? By the way we think, all right? Just like eating can transform our bodies into something that we either want it to be or don't want it to be. <laughs> so can our thought life be. Okay? Okay, one last verse. I'm kind of blowing through these kind of quickly on purpose, and it will all make sense at the end. But we're going to go to 1 John 14, 18. No, 1 John 4, 18. There's not 14 verses in 1 John. This is a new Bible, but this is a new one. No, just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'm not that bad. I'm going to get fired. You're fired. Sorry. Okay, so let's read this together because it's good. Okay, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Yay, fear um, has to do with punishment or torment, and whoever fears has not been perfected with love. So this whole thing with mind, loving God with our mind, loving God with our mind, as we love God with our mind, what's being cast out? What's one thing? Fear. Fear is such a booger. Oh, it's an ugly thing. And it sneaks up on you when you don't even realize it. <clears throat> so as I began to study, um, go back to Mark 12, 30 and 31, please. Um, as I start looking up heart, soul, mind, and strength, um, I started looking up those words and and heart, your heart and mind. There's, they're so some of these things are so intertwined. They really are. Um, you know, like your heart, like Candy was saying, I thought it was so cool. Candy, she was like, yeah, your heart has it does it actually has memory. Uh, it's been scientifically proven that your heart has memory. 
But you know, you can even transform that part of your heart over to, um, to love God. So that whole thing. But right now, I want to focus on the mind. And mind, could you pull up that paper for me real quick? We'll take it down, but I want to pull this mind up. Because this is so important. Um, in the Greek, and I did not look up how to pronounce that, CJ, as he told me probably like five times. <clears throat> yeah, but it's kind of like Dionia, okay? So y'all look it up, okay? That's your, that's your homework. Tell me what it says, how to pronounce it, okay? But actually it means that all the faculties of your mind, which is, includes imagination, your thoughts or feelings, language, judgments, memory, perception, and conscious. That's a lot. So we're going to really be going over those so you, we can get a good understanding of loving God with our mind, how it affects every single one of those areas, okay? So put your seatbelt on, Shh, you guys all fastened in, or don't. You know, stand up and just be excited and crazy with me. It's okay. Um, so there's a great example that, I, that the Lord showed me. Um, account that talks about how each one of these areas, how it involves each one of these areas, but how it affected them in the wrong way. <laughs> how it wasn't used to glorify God and taking the, every, every wonderful thing we read, okay? And uh, it just so went in here. And, and I just think we just need to do something that's so concrete with this. We just really need to put some some legs and arms and eyes on this so we can see what it looks like and see how it's been walked out and how it's played out. Because I think it's so common when we get in situations and life happens for our mind just to do this. And we just go down a path. And next thing we know, we're in this situation that we have no clue how we got there. So, um, but I'm going to have some really good help for this. So go ahead and pull up numbers 13. And where's, oh, there's my girls. Come on up. Give it up for Brittany and Dominique here. They're my brave ones. And so, um, and so they're going to be actually reading this, okay, for you today. So, all right. Can you do, you can do that? Okay. <laughs> I promise I did have my real Bible, but I kind of lost it. And not, not lost it, left it at home. So, 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 oh, sorry, I accidentally played it. Yes, sorry. The Lord now said to Moses, send out men to explore the land of Canaan, the land I am giving to the Israelites. Send one leader from each of the 12 ancestral tribes. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him. He sent out 12 men, all tribal leaders of Israel, from their camp in the wilderness of Paran. Moses gave the men these instructions as he sent them out to explore the land. Go north through the Negev into the hill country. See what the land is like and find out whether the people living there are strong or weak, few or many. See what kind of land they live in. Is it good? Is it bad? Do their towns have walls or are they unprotected like open camps? Is the soil fertile or poor? Are there many trees? Do your best to bring back samples of the crops you see. It happened to be the season for harvesting the first ripe grapes. So they went up and explored the land from the wilderness of Zin as far as Rehob near Lebo Hamath. After exploring the land for the 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh. In the wilderness of Paran, they reported to the whole community what they had seen and showed them the fruit they had taken from the land. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here's the kind of fruit it produces. But... The people there are powerful, and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land, he said. We certainly can conquer it. But the other men, who had explored the land with him, 
disagreed. We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land amongst the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour everyone. Who goes to live there? All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants, their descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. Then the whole community began weeping aloud, and they cried all night. Their voices rose in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died in Egypt or even here in the wilderness, they complained. Why is the Lord taking us to this country only to have us die in battle? Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? Then they plotted amongst themselves. Let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down on the ground before the whole community of Israel. Two of the men who had explored the land, Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of, you know, tore their clothing. (laughs) They said to all the people of Israel, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into that land and give it to us. It is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of the land. They are only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. But the whole community began to talk about stoning Joshua and Caleb. Then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to all the Israelites in the tabernacle. Good job. Good job. Thank you. They did beautiful. If you need to want to read the full account of this, it's Numbers 13 and 14. Um, and so I just wanted to kind of go shortly. So I skipped a son of this, son of that, son of this, son of that, son of this. And territories of the words I cannot pronounce, but that's okay. But, but seriously, um, for those of you who, who just, you know, want to study that out and look more at it, I just encourage you to go back and read, <clears throat> read that. And so we have a great story here. I'm going to get my papers. Could you put the the point up there again for me? <clears throat> so, okay. So we're going to kind of walk through this because as we go through, um, we're going to be able to see the different uh, faculties of your mind that they were dealing with. And I think it's so interesting because these can happen more than one time, more than once. It just builds and builds and builds and builds. And it so much relates to everyday life. Like, think of, think of a mess that you could be in or that you went through. Or, um, and mess doesn't mean like this horrible thing. But just, you know, your struggles, what's going on. And so I'm going to, and so I'm just, I have my own pages so that I'm going to be reading. I'm going to go back over the story a little bit. And then we're going to talk about that, okay? So basically to go back over, um, the Lord told him first, send out men, you know, and he's to, from the, to explore the land. And he told them to send one leader from each of the 12 tribes. And I thought that was so interesting. He sent out leaders. He didn't just say, okay, just go find someone, some random people who want to go. He said, no, I want you to send out leaders. So these leaders are the people who are the ones who people looked at, looked to for counseling, for spiritual ways, for guidance. These were, these were leaders. So just get that image in your mind that these leaders are the ones who went out to spy the land. And so Moses did that, okay? He sent them out. He gave them certain instructions to, to figure out what the land actually looks like. And so he had the, all these things, you know. So when they did come, <clears throat> they found a branch with a single cluster of grapes. It was so large, it took two of them to carry a pole between them. They had to carry it on a pole, sorry, between them, okay? Can you imagine how big, how how many of you recently bought grapes at the store? Did you have to use a pole to carry it out? Did anyone have to help you carry it out? I hope it's no. I mean, if so, let me know where you shop, I tell you. Um, So obviously, this is a good land, right? So 
Um, they came back. They took those samples. Um, after 40 days, they returned, and they were ready to give their report. <clears throat> and they showed them the fruit that they took. So this was the report. We entered into a land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed bountiful. A land flowing with milk and honey, and here is the fruit it produces. Was that true or not? Yes, that was true. Right. So, so far, everything's good. Fact. But the people living there are powerful, and their towns are large and fortified, and we even saw giants there. Was that true? That was pretty true. So they're just telling you fact, okay? So that's pretty much, we just think of our language. That's kind of what it was, you know, it's, it was consciousness. It's what was before them. Like, yeah, this, was, this is a fact. Here it is. They're powerful. Yes. And they're giants. Yes. We know that. So they were getting all excited about that. Caleb and Joshua, actually, they tried to quiet the people, and they said, hey, let's go at once and take the land. We can conquer it. Yes. Let's do that. So he was, like, using his voice, like, let's go, right? He had, he had his imagination. He knew what that looked like. Yes, I can just, when, you, when you're ready to go do something, you're imagining it. You're picturing it, right? Your perception is, yes, we can do this, okay? But the other man who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They're stronger than we are. Obviously, they had a different perception, didn't they? Did they see the same things? They had a totally different perception. So right there, their thoughts, their feelings, their perception was totally different. So they spread, and I love this. No, I don't love it, but you know what I mean. So they spread this bad report in the land amongst all the Israelites. Bad news travels fast, doesn't it? Why wasn't Caleb and Joshua's report spread? I just think that's kind of interesting. Why is it so easy to believe the worst case scenario than it is to maybe believe in what God said? But when I look at even my own life, I can tell you, it is so much easier to look at logic and look at fact versus what could God be saying about this? The land we traveled through, hold on, make sure I'm right here because I can get off my notes. So, this, so they spread this bad report in the land of the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. This is what they're saying. All the people we saw were huge. They're so focused on that big, huge problem, that giant. Now, I'm small, so everyone's giant to me. So, but these are men. You know, they're huge. We're going to be devoured. We're going to be devoured. And so they're using, they're using their thinking. They're using their emotions. You know, they're even using their judgments. They already have a judgment of what's going to happen. They're saying, God, you, you, what you are saying is not true because this is what we actually saw. And they're totally relying on something that assumably is a fact. Well, I just want to let you know, in order for this whole process, when we learn and we're learning to love God with our mind, we're never going to be able to do that in the natural. It's only through the supernatural. God's love is supernatural. And we learn to love him in a supernatural way. And we have to get out of the way of, of what we see on the outside and saying, but God, what are you saying? So they believe these bad reports and spread it. Gossip. <laughs> Talking about gossip, you know. Not what we like to do. Do you know what happens? Do you know what's going on? Do you know this and this? Is, oh, do you know what so-and-so said? This is what, this is what they're saying about you. Let me tell you. La, 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 la. Oh, and this is, a, you know what else? I'll tell you this, and this is true. And then we think everything negative and bad, obviously, is God. 
don't we? I remember one time I was standing in the shower, and I was just, I was worshiping the Lord, just like, you know, just talking to him about my day. And the Lord said, so, it was so clear, I'm so proud of you. And I said, oh, that's not God. Oh, that's not God. I was like, oh, what, what am I even doing thinking of that? And I just kind of froze, and the Lord so clearly said, why is it if I tell you I'm proud of you, you question if it's me? But if I were to tell you, girl, you are a hot mess and need to get your act together, you would think, oh, that's God. We got to get, we have to get our thinking right here. That God is for us. He's not against us. That actually all the thoughts he has toward us, which outnumber the sand, are all for our good. And they're good thoughts. But we can have a bad thought about ourselves and say it's God. We need to read the Bible. We need to believe God's word. Okay. So, <laughs> so the whole community, let's go to 14.1. Or don't change it there. I'm just talking in case someone's following along. Okay. Then it says the whole community began weeping aloud, and they cried all night. So this bad report got so, so ingrained in the people. It reminded me of the time when we were driving and I'm thinking about, we're going to have an accident, and CJ's going to die, I'm going to be by myself with these kids, and I'm starting to cry. You're like, But the whole community was so grieved by this report. They were all crying and weeping. Wow. So we're, they're tapping into their perception. They're tapping into their feelings. I think judgments, their mind, what they're believing. And you guys could probably even add some of it, but I just want to get these out of how, how, how things in life and all these areas, how it affects us. <clears throat> okay, we got to read. Their voices rose in a great chorus of protest against Moses and, and Aaron. Like, oh, yes, of course, because if things are going wrong, it has to be the leader's fault. That's right. <laughs> It's like God told them, and they're going, oh, Moses and Aaron, (laughs) if only we had died in Egypt or even here in the wilderness. The first thing we look for someone to blame when difficulties come up, arise, and look impossible. But we never see anything's wrong with us or the way we're thinking. It has to be somebody else's fault, right? So their their perceptions, their feelings, their judgments, their imaginations are just going wild at this time. Why is the Lord taking us to this country only to have us die in battle? Now they're already picturing themselves dead. Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. Oh, my goodness. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? Egypt? Then they plotted amongst themselves, let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. And I thought, yeah, fire the pastor. That's what you do. I'm laughing. You can laugh. I guess funny. (laughs) Yes, it's his fault. (laughs) The leaders are all bad because of that. This is so impossible. I wish God would come, right? Okay, sorry. Just a little add-on there. So their judgments were just rolling. It's so easy for us to blame others and think that we know even the intentions of others because of what we see on the outside. It's so easy to go, I know what, I know if this, per, if this person's heart was just like this, I know this is a reflection of them. And it's like, actually, this is what God said to do, guys. I'm sorry it looks this way, but this is what God said to do. And there's times when we go even in our families or friendships, or what you, you fill in the blank that God's telling you to do, and it just doesn't look really pretty on the outside. But that's what he told you to do. Then Moses and Aaron fell down on the ground before the whole community of Israel. And CJ and I were talking, and I, I just can't imagine their hearts you know, everything they've poured in, everything they've seen God do for them. The words they're bringing before their community. God, this is what God's telling us to do. And, 
and all this is happening. I just can't imagine their, their how do I say it, grievousness? Grieves, grievousness, is that right? You're not, huh? Yeah, okay. You just pretend like you know the word I'm saying. Thank you. Okay, yeah. I just can't imagine just that, that, that feeling. And then two of the men who had explored the land, Joshua and Caleb, they tore their, their, tore their clothing, which is um, they did that when they were grieving, mourning. They tore their clothes. And why, it's like, why, why they're mourning, they're grieving, because I believe they saw something. They saw something that nobody else saw. And, you know, even, even today I can see sometimes God will just, just a few of us will see what God's actually doing. And when other people aren't seeing it, it's so grievous. It's like, what? No, but this really, but really God is really doing this. Oh, my, what do we do? I'm sure they felt helpless. I can't imagine. And so they said to the people, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. They're trying to take him back to the truth. It is wonderful. And if the Lord is pleased with us, he'll bring us safely into that land and he'll give it to us. And it is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. So they're, they're, they're trying to get back on this bandwagon saying, yes, this is good. This is wonderful. Look at it this way. And they're saying, don't rebel against the Lord. Don't be afraid of the people in the land. They're only helpless prey to us. They're saying, no, they're actually prey to us. Don't be afraid of them. They don't have protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. And I'm kind of wondering the accounts that Joshua and Caleb had been through the past. And they remembered all of the works that the Lord had done up to this point. And they're saying, but God's with us. Can you think, like, don't you remember? Sometimes we have to go back in life and we have to remember the works that God's done in our life. Because the lie is so big and screaming right in front of our face, we can't see or hear or picture anything else. So we have to go back. God, what did you do in my past? And a lot of times I share with people testimonies of what God's done. This is what God's done, especially people who are raising up family and boys. God bless people who are raising boys. Love them. Love, love my five sons. God bless you. Um, and, I, you know, telling you're saying, but God did this with us. God did that with us. And I remember one time I was sharing, and someone goes, well, that was a really nice story. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. This is not a story. Once upon, this is like, well, this is a God thing. This is a God thing. And if God loves me enough to get me through that, guess what? He loves you just as much. And your children are not hopeless. No matter what anybody else says about them, no matter what anything comes up, and they're like, oh, yeah, your kids are going to be like so-and-so. Oh, we've had a lot of uh, people making these judgments. Your kid's going to be just like so-and-so. Well, you know what? Your kid didn't go to college, so um, he's going to be this. Well, I tell you what, he's making more money than CG and I ever have, okay? God has turned his life in a different direction. What the world said, go left, and he went right. And I'm going to tell you what, he has the same thing for your family as well. Don't let the world or anyone else tell you anything different about your kids aside from what God is showing you and what you're believing your family for. Side note. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so he was believing. He had this belief they have no protection. They're actually going to be BS. And I, and I just think it's so odd. No one else joined them. No one else. They're, they're alone. They are all alone and saying, but God, but God. And then it says, but the whole community began to talk about stoning Joshua and Caleb. Now they're the bad guys. All of a sudden, oh, focus off the, mo- the, 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 the leader, you know, Joshua and Caleb, their peers. Oh, you're saying about, you're talking about this God thing? You're being positive? Well, you haven't experienced real life, honey. 
just wait. I remember CJ, CJ, we had some people telling CJ and I, well, we've been married seven years. Just wait till you're married seven years. It's like, well, honey, now we're hitting Mark 29. <laughs> and uh, I think we've been pretty successful <laughs> because of the Lord, obviously. But yes, through God, I'm telling you what. Don't be afraid of them. They started stoning. Yeah, I wanted to stone them. I just think it's like, oh, Jesus. <clears throat> then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to all the Israelites at the tabernacle. And God came down, and, and then there's a different story. And we'll, I'll kind of share that at, at the little bit of the end, which we kind of are at the end. But are we okay, babe? Love, love me? Love me? Um. So we can see, here's just a brief story of things that have happened and how it just spiraled down and out of control. And I really believe what the Lord is wanting us to do is just to really engage our mind, all our faculties of our mind. And I don't expect you to go out of here remembering all seven of them, okay? But I hope it gives you a picture of what this can look like. That loving God with our mind actually means stopping our thought process, taking that thought captive, and putting it somewhere else. Believing in God that says something different about the direction that the enemy wants to take you. Thinking good thoughts, and, and, and there's just so, there's so much on this whole line of thinking and our mind. I mean, it's just like we could spend a month talking about it. And I would love to because this is something I'm really passionate. And uh, because you also can deal with the things of trauma. You can deal with the things of, um, you know, unforgiveness. You can deal with the things of there's so much life in here that has to do with the brain. And it's scientifically been proven that we can actually change the neuro pathway of our mind and how it works. And it's what the Bible's been saying forever, but science is catching up. Love when science catches up. And so when people say, oh, but, but this thing and this pain is greater. Like, no, it really isn't. It really isn't. But there's times we have to have people walk with us too. And that's okay. We have to have people walk with us and say, I can't get over this area. I need help. And sometimes when we keep those areas to ourselves, we think, I'm going to get better. I'm going to get better. And God has never intended you to be alone. He intended you to work with, with believers and, and, and somebody who knows, who can be that Caleb and Joshua and say, but this is what God's saying. But let me show you about God. But let me, let me tell you what God is saying. <clears throat> and I just want to put your mind on that. I remember even recently, I was... Um, um, trying to think of the, the exact way I want to word this here, but I was, uh, in my mind, I was really having a struggle with a, with a friend and, and I was just praying and Lord, how do you want me to walk this out? What do you want me to do? And every, and I'd wake up and I'd have this thing in my mind and it was just this conscious thing over and over and God, what do you want me to do? And I need you to help. And the Lord said, set my mind, just getting to where I could hear the voice of the Lord. And he said, I want you to understand that I love those people just as much as I love you. And when I heard that, it was like, what? Because, you know, you think of everybody you're struggling with, well, God must be struggling with them too, right? <laughs> Am I the only person that thinks that? Like, this person's bugging me, so they must be bugging you, God, right? I'm sorry. <laughs> so first he had to kind of set my mind right. I love them just as much as I love you. And I was like, yes, you do, God. <laughs> yes, you do. So then to help train my mind to get out of the funk it was in, I was like, God, you love these people. God, you love them so much, and you are blessing them. And I thank you that your blessing is on them as strongly as it's on me. And my thoughts for the situation started turning around. 
just that one word with the Lord. And sometimes we have to hear, God, what do you want me to think? What is lovely in this situation? What is good? What is just? What is, you know, go down the list there. What, what are you thinking? During praise and worship, when we're singing these songs, they're not just songs of jumping through the hoop, like, okay, good, we're done with that. We're setting our minds and our hearts on the Lord, and we're expressing our love for him using all the faculties of our mind. When we sing, Jesus, I love you, I, I come undone because I know how great the love he has for me and how great the love he has for you. And it's hard for me just to sit in a chair going, Jesus, we love you. Like that just, I'm, I'm just like, no, I'm going to break out of this box. Like, God, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you. You first love me, and I can love you with my whole heart. And when I begin to worship him, it breaks my, that funk off my mind. It breaks those, those patterns, and I turn to worship him. Another thing that I do when my mind is stuck on a situation, and I'll close with this because I know that we ran a little bit over, but uh, is praying in tongues. And if you don't have your prayer language, please come see us because you need it. It's Jesus. It's Holy Spirit. It's life. And I know that's not a teaching, but it's just it's truth. It's wisdom. Um, and it's, and medical uh, scientific studies have shown that when we're praying and we're talking, sorry, with our mouth, that the whole part of our brain is just lit up. It's being used. So when I'm talking, it's, there's all kinds of lightning flashes going back and forth in there. <clears throat> when we pray in tongues, it all shuts off. Our thinking goes shoop, and our mind turns off. Isn't that cool? Because it's coming from our spirit. And so when we're praying from our spirit, we're speaking mysteries to God. We're praying about things that we don't know. And it's a way we clear out our mind. When my kids were little and it was having time with the Lord was very a precious, precious thing to me. And so whenever I could have a second just to pray, just to to, to pray in tongues, I would. And I would usually do it when I was doing laundry because I needed help. <laughs> Jesus, help me. <laughs> doing this laundry is unto you, God. <clears throat> but, you know, after, after a while, my, the brain pattern in my mind changed. And without even thinking about it, I'd walk in the laundry room and start, start praying. it just come right away. And, I, and it would just develop this habit in me. Getting in the car, start praying in tongues. You know? And you're like, oh, wait, I have people with me. Huh? Sorry. You know, CJ said he would do that. We need to go to Walmart because he needed Jesus. Um, but there's things that we do. We can train our brain, and we can train our brain to love God. And, and although if you've never, never have learned or heard this, and I want you to know that the most valuable tool of loving God with all your mind is the Word of God. Number one, you have, if you don't read it, I'm sorry. You need it. it. The Word of God is Jesus. What's your relationship with the Word? It's going to show me where your mind is because that's what gets transformed and renewed and washes. One of my sons called me um, well back, or Randall will call, Mom, I'm just having such a hard time with these thoughts, and I can't help, blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, have you read your Bible lately? I've listened to some really good, good preaching lately, so that's not what I asked. I've been having quiet time with him. That's not what I asked. Have you been reading your word? <sighs> no. Okay. Well, hon, you've got to have word. That's the, only, that's the way your, your mind gets renewed. Is the reading your, your word? You know, how many of you guys remember what you ate Thursday? Real quick. One, two, three. No one? Okay. My mom does because she was with me. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, we had a date. Okay, great. One person out of a, a, a million. Okay, I'm prophesying a million. Um, but you know what? And, but you know that, that food that we ate is still nourishing us today. 
You might not remember what you read a few days ago, but you know what? It's still nourishing your spirit. So even we think, well, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't understand. It's okay. Read it anyways. It's still going to nourish you, and you're going to learn, and you're going to grow. Memorize the word. Get in your heart. Get index cards. You're reading your word. Oh, I love this scripture. Memorize it. Even if you don't get it perfectly, I don't care. You're just getting it in there. If you forget it next week, it's still in there. It's your spirit. You're, you're building and pumping that thing up so we can love God with our whole mind. Amen? Okay, well, let's stand. Thank you all for being patient. Nine minutes over. Woohoo! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just making sure. Being sensitive to the Holy Spirit here. <laughs> um, and let's, right now what I want to do is um, they're going to play a song with the words up here. And... Um, I just want us just to get our heart and just to worship the Lord. Um, get our heart focused on him. Get our mind focused on him. And if you guys are walking through anything um, that you just need help, you need a Caleb and Joshua. They can be female too, okay? They don't just have to be males. <laughs> um, then please come talk to some, some of us leaders. We would love to, to talk and we'd love to impart hope in the future and God's goodness to you. And walk you through things of, uh, that need to be walked through. So we're totally available for you. But we are not mind readers and we can't read your mind. <clears throat> so you're going to actually have to come talk to us. <laughs> so let's just get our mind in the Lord. And God, I just thank you. I thank you so much for the cross, God. I thank you so much, God, for the blood that was shed, God. That you made a way, Lord, where there seemed to be no way. And I just thank you, Lord God that we can love you with our whole minds. And that actually is, is the most important thing, is learning how to love you with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's our number one important thing. Like, this is important. Out of these things, everything else is going to flow. And so I thank you, God, that you're showing us and that we're going to be intentional in learning how to worship you and how to take our thoughts captive in our minds, God. And just as we had healing for mind earlier, God, I just, I just thank you just in this area for those of us who, who maybe we have let our minds just run carelessly about um, when we get into certain situations, that we are used to our minds um, just flowing and going and blowing, just thinking whatever they want to think. God, I just thank you that we are going to intentionally, Lord God, because we love you, we're going to intentionally love you with our whole mind. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's just worship the Lord with this song. Amen. Wasn't that good this morning? Yeah. Amen. I just want to encourage you as you go just to remember uh, Philippians 4, 8. And as we were praying earlier about our minds and everything, that verse is a huge key to our mind because it tells us to think on these things. A lot of times our challenges are what we think about. Well, the Bible tells us what to think about. So I'd encourage you to remember that verse and apply it when you're, when you're struggling. Just remember what the Word of God says. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, you guys be blessed. Have a, an amazing week, and we'll see you guys next time. And don't forget to register online for the marriage night for May 17th. God bless.